Welcome to Bagels and Locks. Produced by the interns at Olami, Bagels and Locks addresses issues facing today's youth from a Jewish perspective. Our hosts are a group of motivated Jewish individuals from colleges across the U.S. that are passionate, opinionated, and love to kvetch. Come discuss pop culture, current events, pre-professional life, and just about everything else with us. Hosted by Aiden Van Hollander. Ian Seibold. Isabel Kaufman. And Joshua Corona. On our first episode, we will be covering topics from Seinfeld, Schitt's Creek, to an initiative for Israel's fallen soldiers. Our first segment will be on honoring Israel's fallen. Um, in the month of May, we've had a few Jewish days of remembrance, including Yom Hazikaron, which has a distinct focus on commemorating and honoring fallen soldiers and victims of domestic terrorist attacks. Olami has put together a very powerful initiative and website honorisraelsfallen.com, where observers can offer prayers, sadaka, and good deeds to the families. Thousands of fallen soldiers can be found on the website, and it even includes obitu obituaries of various lengths and photos. Joshua and I have picked out one or two of these profiles to honor and reflect on. The first I wanted to talk about is Alona Hanukayev, who was born in Azerbaijan during the former Soviet Union. Alona was described as imaginative and blessed in the arts and poetry. She had a great love for music and spent most of her time pursuing artistic endeavors. She served as a car mechanic in the north of Israel and unfortunately passed away in 2002 in a bus explosion. She was buried at a military cemetery in Hedera. Alona's story impacted me and I am honored to share her legacy. I wrote a brief reflection and sent it to her family. I encourage listeners to go do the same. Like I said, there are thousands of fallen soldiers, and many of them have not been honored yet. Joshua? Yeah, so this website is incredibly helpful to the families and to remembering um, these fallen soldiers. So far, Israel has lost, since its existence, has lost uh, about 24,000 soldiers in numerous battles and terrorist attacks as well. And I just wanted to take a quick second to talk about one that hit kind of close to home. Uh, on May 12th, 2020, we lost Amit Ben Yigal. He was 21 years old, and he was killed in uh, Yabad in um, Judea and Samaria when a terrorist threw a rock out over a building, and it landed on his head. Um, and uh, remembering these soldiers is incredibly important. And the way that we do it on the site, um, it, it could be either by like reaching out to the families personally and sending messages, but also like pledging to do good deeds, doing mitzvot, um, doing tefillah, making prayer, and and, and kind of like honoring the, their memories in, in the best way possible um, so that they're not forgotten for their service and their heroic actions. Yeah, thank you so much, Joshua, for sharing their story. Again, that's honorisraelsfallen.com. I think there are 24,000, 21,000 soldiers, and you can filter by heroes that aren't honored yet, families who want to be connected. Um, and like I said, there are stories for all these people. So it's definitely worth your time, especially because We've had many days of remembrance, especially Holocaust, um, the Holocaust Day of Remembrance as well. Uh, so it, it's the season to do that as well. Um, it's very fast. It takes a couple minutes and it takes a small time out of your day to make such a big impact um, on the memories of these soldiers and um, expressing like sympathy and remorse for the families as well that are still grieving these losses like years after. Yeah, these families really appreciate it. Um, and we definitely would too at Olamay. All right, so on a lighter note, we can move on to our next segment where we're talking about Jewish representation in pop culture. 
um, throughout my childhood, one of the most common representations of pop culture I've seen of Jewish people is through TV and media, especially Seinfeld. Um, we've picked out two episodes of popular TV, and we're sort of going to talk about um, their impacts on us and our reflections on them as Jewish youth in America. Isabel, do you want to give a rundown of these episodes? Yeah, sure. So the first episode that we're watching is season four, episode 13 of Schitt's Creek, uh, which is called Merry Christmas, Johnny Rose. Um, not a very Jewish title, but uh, just for a little background, Schitt's Creek is about an incredibly wealthy family that loses everything and has to move to like the one property they have left, a small town that they own. And a show just kind of follows their journey, getting acclimated to living an entirely different lifestyle. And one of the steps along this way is getting used to a new style of celebrating holidays. Um, so the Rose family is uh, half Jewish and half not Jewish. Um, and the actors in the actual show themselves, some of them are like actually family members and they are Jewish and half Jewish respectively, which is pretty interesting. Um, and in that episode, we just follow uh, the patriarch of the family, Johnny Rose, as he is the only full, fully Jewish person in the family, but he still wants to celebrate Christmas because it is was kind of just a time for him to throw these big lavish holiday parties and that's what he misses um and then i can the should we talk about the episode first or should sure. we summarize I mean, the seinfeld one too well we can talk about the schitt's creek episode first because i thought it was interesting that the one fully jewish character in the tv show was um the most passionate about celebrating christmas which is of course a christian holiday um and the the rest of his family who would be christian were seemingly apathetic towards it um i thought that was pretty interesting yeah it's definitely i by the end of the episode like it turns out to be like the members of his family that are like quote unquote less jewish than he is that try and bring judaism into the mm -hmm. christmas party that they end up throwing um and yeah it's just a it just sort of is a commentary on how like the ubiquity of Christmas within like North American culture and how it just permeates like Jewish people's lives, like whether they like it or not. Um, and it's, I like seeing a reflection of how Christmas can be an important time for um, like modern Jewish families. Um, Cause I just think a lot of the times, like for me growing up, like watching TV, it was like, I didn't have any Jewish television options. Like when it came to holiday specials, I just had to watch Christmas specials and pretend so I kind of was appreciative that there was a special that was like halfway through where they talked about Christianity and they talked about Judaism yeah um and I don't know if Ryan or Joshua want to comment on this but especially with music just there aren't many Hanukkah songs um and as a kid I would hear all this Christmas music and the holiday season in America is very Christmas focused um especially last year I mean Christmas and Hanukkah completely lined up and I, yeah. I heard pretty much nothing about Hanukkah, um, which which is interesting. Yeah, and you know, especially I like. I'm sorry. Oh um, no, I was just gonna say like when um, I remember also like really to what Isabel said like when I was a kid I watched a lot of network television and the children's shows completely lacked any kind of Hanukkah themed uh, episodes when it came to the holidays and I was always really kind of concerned. Because, you know, like all my favorite shows always had like Christmas specials and everything, but there was never really any like references to any Jewish holidays or traditions. None of the characters were Jewish. And I, you know, I felt very left out of it. Um, 
and then I, as, as I got older, obviously like the more adult shows didn't have Jewish themes and Jewish characters and they might not have always been like the best representation of us, but I think that Schitt's Creek taking the initiative of integrating our traditions and our values into an episode like this, where it's like, well, it's the holiday season. I think that was a very big step for, for Jewish portrayal in the media because it's like, we don't, I felt like we've never seen enough of it. And I feel like slowly like we are starting to see more inclusivity um, and better representation than we had in the media in the past few years. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys went to public school or not, but if you do, uh, Hanukkah or Jewish holidays are kind of just skipped over. Uh, we might like in elementary school, you'll have uh, group concerts for like your sixth grade concert or something, and you'll sing Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. And you might throw one Jewish song in there, but um, it's pretty unlikely. Um, so that just kind of perpetuates that Christmas is the, um, you know, yeah. aligned with like American culture nowadays. It's definitely. Um, like the predominant holiday and you know the majority America has always been like a very Christian country Um, but Christmas is more of like a cultural holiday in America than it's a religious one and a lot of like Jews embody that as well especially more reformed Jews um, like to go Christmas shopping like to get people Christmas gifts Um, my dad remarried to an Irish Catholic woman and he has a Christmas tree for the holidays my mom would never but um, I've seen a lot of Jews sort of embrace Christmas as an American holiday more than obviously a Christian one. And that's sort of what this episode represents, especially for half Jewish people as well. I think they sort of get a taste of both Christmas and Hanukkah as well. I'm half Jewish yeah. and I celebrated Christmas and Hanukkah. I celebrated with my grandparents, but that was like every other year. Mm-hmm. So when it was just my dad and my mom, um, or if I went to my dad's side of the family, we wouldn't celebrate Hanukkah. So it was something that I didn't experience very much uh, as a child. So. For my family, I had a really different experience. My mom was like intensely, not anti-Christmas or anything. Like, you know, everybody celebrates their own holiday, but she was very much so anti-letting Christmas into our house. Like whatever, my family will still watch like Elf and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But she very much did not want any of us to be jealous of the kids that got to celebrate Christmas. And she did not want us to lose any aspect of our Judaism by starting to celebrate Christmas. Cause I guess for us, like just in my household, like embracing Christmas in any way was like almost like renouncing Judaism, at least in like my mom's eyes, which is a lot. And I think people can celebrate both and people can appreciate the cultural spirit of Christmas while still being a devout Jew. Um, but I remember, so I, Schitt's Creek is like a big show for my family. We actually like love it and we all watch it together. And my mom hates this episode. She was really upset that it was supposed to be the holiday episode because we love watching a Jewish family on TV. And she was upset that in their holiday episode, like they're just, they're literally like, it's, it's pretty, it's very Christmas focused. And there are other episodes in the show um, where the characters talk about their Judaism or embrace some Jewish traits and such. But I specifically suggested that we watch this one because it's interesting that for a holiday episode about a Jewish family, like there's only a little bit of Hanukkah involved. Yeah. And I'm definitely glad you did suggest this episode because I mean, it kind of frustrated me as well. And as a kid, I, I definitely kind of related to your mother where I would get upset when I would see my Jewish friends like celebrate Christmas because, you know, we're Jews and we, we have different holidays. 
and i i thought that was like more sacred at the time and now as i've grown older i've sort of learned to um appreciate uh both facets of the culture as being an american jew and um being more or less apathetic towards christmas like some of the characters were in this episode um but i think people in jews in high society um like who hang around a lot of christians and maybe marry a christian woman uh would celebrate christmas so i don't think it's a a non-accurate portrayal I think yeah, a sense we didn't of even... oh. oh sorry <laughs> um i was just gonna like build off of it and just say yeah um it's really interesting that the christmas isn't important for johnny rose the father because like he really likes the holiday it's important because he he built his business in it the elite corporate world and the christmas party was an event for him to like promote and market um but i liked where you like you mentioned unity which i think is interesting i was yeah i was just gonna say um that i think that like being an american jew it, it's like when you're you have both cultures in front of you like in israel it's very different like hanukkah is, is everything like there is really no like i'm not saying there's no christmas celebrations but it's not like the national religion you know it, and so it's it's very like i guess low-key is not as much as it is here but it's i'm saying like here it's like there's a lot more unity there's a bigger sense of, of unity here because you are like growing up for me like we never celebrated christmas in my house you know mm. um like two jewish parents and and but when I would go to my friends' houses on the holidays, like I would celebrate Christmas with them. And that just meant like going and hanging out in their house and like, you know, checking out the tree and the presents and everything. And then like they would come to my house for Hanukkah. And so I think like that there's that sense here in the American Jewish culture where it's like, well, like I have my traditions and you have your traditions, but like we're going to come together and, and, and do both of them, you know? And it's, it's a thing I think that everyone enjoys learning about each other's cultures as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I remember that experience being very eye-opening for me, like seeing a Christmas tree at a childhood friend's house and then showing them the, the menorah um, and then them asking questions about it is sort of what the holidays are all about. Yeah, I, li I like I like this take. This is nice. Yeah, I know. So wholesome. <laughs> First episode of Bands and Locks. Um, also, yeah, I... The, the Jewish father character, David Rose, I guess, um, is so much more passionate about Christmas than the Christian mother because it resembles a time for family for him. Where, I mean, I haven't seen the show to give some background. I've only seen this episode. But it, it seems like uh, although they're all living together, they're sort of disconnected and they're doing their own thing. Um, so the, yeah, this holiday that's is definitely, very important. Yeah, that's definitely a theme for them. Um, and it's nice. I like this idea of just the holiday season being one of unity. I always thought it was fun to like go to my friends' houses and look at their trees. And honestly, like I still do. I like it when everything's just lit up with like Christmas lights and stuff. I like that spirit. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to love seeing, seeing the lights on my, on my street growing up. Uh, and there are some Hanukkah lights. My, my mom had a Hanukkah bush one year with the trademark silver and gold or silver and blue. Oh my God. The Hanukkah bush, I know, the iconic Hanukkah bush. Also, I think that's an Amazing. interesting topic. Like what do Jewish people do on Christmas? Um, because Joshua and I were sort of talking about this a few days ago where 
uh, I have the tradition or a lot of Jews have the tradition of getting Chinese food and going to the movies uh, on Christmas. Movies and Chinese food all the way. Yeah. All the way. Definitely. Or we go skiing. We used to go skiing on I, Christmas Day. I've heard Day. about skiing too. Yeah. I'm not much of a and, yeah, and I love it. I love that it's because the lines aren't there. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. the like no one's at the movie theater. No one's at the Chinese restaurants. No one's at the ski hills. Like, it's like the Jews are like, oh, you know, well, we'll, we'll take advantage of this. And uh, it's it, it's funny, but it's also really nice because it's like, you know, Christian people are spending time with their families at home, you know, Christmas dinner. And then we're also spending time with our families, taking advantage of like the holiday in general, not so much as like in a religious sense for us, but like like just the family time, like everyone is enjoying the holiday in the United States, like regardless of if you celebrate it or not. Yeah, definitely. Totally. Wow. Shout out Christmas. I didn't I didn't do anything for Christmas this year. I was I was just in Chicago walking around. But Oh, I I I had COVID on Christmas, so I was in quarantine and I remember like a lot of my friends who just I guess it didn't click with them. They were like, "Oh my god, you can't spend Christmas with your family. You're going to be in quarantine on Christmas." And I was like, "And?" Yeah, everyone was so like, sorry was... for me that I didn't do anything on Christmas and I I just could not care less. Because you know, not Christian, but I, I think that that's a good note to wrap up uh, the Schitt's Creek episode. I, I don't know if any of us have anything to say and how it speaks to Jewish representation. No, we can, we can come back to it too. Yeah, definitely. Well, I did have one more one more comment. Yeah, go ahead. That uh, it, it kind of connects to what you guys said about unity. Um, that like no matter what you're celebrating, it's more about like bringing family together and stuff. But I feel like holidays in general have become less about. Um, in in a, in a negative way, but they become less about the actual like things that the holiday stands for and like the religious aspects of it, and they become more about enjoying time with family and um, I don't know having fun, like especially for like the younger people. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's and a great day. correct me if I'm wrong. I think Christmas is one of the less significant religious holidays for the like actual Christian religion. Like there's. There's Easter, like there are more holy days for Christians. Um, and Christmas is more about like spending time with family for most American Christians. Yeah. It was marketed so well and that's why it's so yeah. popular. Yeah. Especially I'll, I'll be in Japan yeah. for Christmas next year and their tradition is they all get KFC and they order like buckets oh, of wow. fried chicken months in advance. It, oh my God. Yeah, I know it, it's, it's kind of insane. <laughs> it's fascinating. Um, that's, yeah huh, okay <laughs> but we're on we're on to our next episode our second episode where of course it's seinfeld um and we can't discuss jewish tv without discussing seinfeld of course iconic um jerry seinfeld larry david um we we have all these people and we picked season five episode five the bris which um describes obviously the tradition of the bris when a Jewish male baby is born, um, and it was a very comical portrayal of the bris, and as of Seinfeld course. does, yeah. Um, so I am not really a Seinfeld fan. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. It's just not really my sense of humor. Mm -hmm. But like Seinfeld was just background noise in my household growing up. And also just for context, like I am a New York Jew, not just a Jew from New York. I am a New York Jew. So Seinfeld, like it's, it's a staple in my household. And I knew 
all about it growing up and stuff. And I, this was probably one of the first episodes in like years that I actually sat down and watched. Um, and in prep for like recording this, I was like just looking up some of the backgrounds of the characters. And I was so shocked that the main four aren't all Jewish. It is only Jerry Seinfeld and Jason Alexander, yeah. um, who plays George. Uh, so that was interesting to me because when I was watching the episode itself, you can't really tell who's Jewish and who's not Jewish. They all sort of share. No, they all I mean, besides, seem I mean, Jewish. Kramer like, seems pretty not Jewish yeah. just in the way that he reacts to the bris. But like between Elaine and Jerry, both of them are like, we don't really know exactly what a bris is. And um, that was interesting. Yeah, I was in the same boat as you. I was never a Seinfeld fan, um, and I don't know why. I, I think it was something about the bass transitions that I, <laughs> I thought were really, um, <laughs> like, I, I don't know, obnoxious. But I started watching it because my roommate this year, not Jewish, was just, like, binging it on Netflix for, like, months. And I would just sit down and watch episodes, and I was like, this is really funny. Um, and... For the bris itself, like after after my research, it seems like the the bris is extremely significant and it's really important. And I I've never been to a bris. I'm not sure if any of you have. I know I've had one. Nope. I have not been to one either. You technically have been to a bris. Yeah, I guess yeah. I have. Yeah, I just I wasn't. I was at my own bris. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. But it seems like a, a Jewish baby shower. People bring gifts, wine and dessert. Um, and this sort of brings up, like, how do we see ourselves in comparison to these outlandish representations of these Seinfeld characters? I guess Jerry and George, um, very cynical about the world, the Larry David writing, pointing out small things and making them seem like the biggest deal in the world. In this episode, it was the parking spot. George was just so passionate about this parking spot he got. He was so proud of it. He wanted to show it to everybody. And, of course, someone jumped off a building and landed on his car. So, ironically, his parking spot wasn't as good as he thought it was. Which is so, so Jewish. Yeah. It's not, it's, like, the characters in Seinfeld are so intensely culturally Jewish. You can tell that the show was written by Jews. It doesn't matter if the character, not it doesn't matter, but like when I was watching, it, I didn't matter if the characters in the show were Jewish or not. They all felt like Jewish characters to me. Like the parking spot debacle would happen to any person in my family. I and have just, absolutely heard I don't your know. uncle brag about his parking spot for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> and, and as far as yes. the actual details of the breast, I feel like they got most of it right. I, I mean, Elaine's like whole job. She was tasked to find um, the moil, and we should talk about the moil for sure. Also, yeah. that's just the frail. Do you want to oh my on god, that? the moil! Yeah, the uh, the moil character is like so ridiculous. Um, obviously, um, this wouldn't match like any any real moil. Someone who's meant to be a butcher, um, very erratic, constantly moving, screaming at people. <laughs> <laughs> like right kind of before, big, yeah, like yeah, blowing things out of proportion, and I think that that's also you know it kind of relates to this you know other story I have in my family when it was my sister's naming ceremony. We hired a uh, a rabbi, and the rabbi was much like the moil in this episode, so much so that he was actually fired at the uh, wow. naming ceremony. No, wow. um, <gasps> yeah, so it's just like I, when I watched this episode, I was like, hey, you know, I know what that's like, you know. Um, but I I definitely think that the portrayal was incredibly interesting because it kind of it, it plays 
satirically into the stereotype that we complain a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How we find things to complain about, but it did it so in kind of like a playful way, not like a, oh, you know, here's like a very annoying Jewish moil, but it's rather or less like, you know, it, it's funny in, in a sense that like a bris is not exactly like the first thing everybody wants to go to, you know what I mean? But it's also like just the way that they had him, you know, argue back and forth with Jerry and then him snapping Jerry's finger. Like, I thought that the whole thing was played out very well in the sense where we could all laugh at like the, just the ridiculousness of it. Definitely. And like Jewish comedy is very soulful and it's very comforting for me, especially just the idea of complaining about everything comes from years of like oppression and, and hatred and like all of that being summarized into Seinfeld as a TV show is amazing. How we've, we've gotten to be where we are as a culture and as a people, especially Mm -hmm. with just like, yeah, I think Seinfeld is a great representation of that as a whole. I think I think it made being Jewish seem kind of cool to people who weren't Jewish in a way. And it definitely just made like the Jewish sense of humor like kind of not normative in any way but just more popular. Um so I like I guys said before I'm not a huge Seinfeld fan. One of my best friends from school um, grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. She has never met a Jewish person before she met me, which is crazy. Um, but she loves Curb Your Enthusiasm uh-huh. and Seinfeld. Like sh- it's like her two favorite shows. And when she call- she came to New York to come visit me, um, and she was like talking to my parents, who are incredibly like new, just embody the New York Jew, like from Queens and Brooklyn, respectively. Very much so, talk like they're straight out of Seinfeld. And I was just. Jewish people have a different kind of communication style than people. Like the way we talk over each other, we're all loud, we're complaining, but that's how you show your love and that's how you show your passion for things. Um, And I understand that to people who haven't had a lot of interaction with Jewish people, especially New York Jewish people, this is kind of weird and kind of strange. And you might think that everybody's just fighting and yelling at each other, but that's just us being family and loving each other. Um, But she she was able to just, get right in and just talk to my parents and just fit in so well, like amongst my family members, she's like literally like their honorary daughter. Now they love her so much, but it was really interesting that just, I think it was her familiarity, which shows like her beer enthusiasm and Seinfeld that just got her on the wavelength that we were on so quickly. Yeah. I would be interested to see like a very traditional, like rabbinical Talmudic scholar, um, like I would be interested to hear their take on Seinfeld because every Jew I've talked to like loves this show. Um, and I mm-hmm. sort of agree with your take, Isabel, that it has done demonstrable good in exposing people to Jews, even though the characters don't even say that they're Jewish all that often. People just know. Um, and yeah, I, I'm from Philly and like Philly, New York Jews or Philly, New Jersey Jews are slightly different from New York Jews. Um, but when I see an episode of Seinfeld, I can picture relatives and family members for each of the characters pretty vividly. And I, I know a lot of people who share similar experiences with that. Whether like Americans knew while they were watching that this was like, you know, say if you're a non-Jewish person watching Seinfeld, I don't think they realized that it was exposing them to like Jewish representation, but like they were subconsciously getting ingrained into that culture, even yeah. if they didn't know it. And so I think at the time, Seinfeld was probably the biggest show in America for like a decade. 
that's what every woman was watching i think i i was talking to my my mentor for the olami program and I'm pretty sure he'll listen to this episode. So shout out my mentor. And he was talking about <laughs> how he he got off school. Like they canceled school for the Seinfeld finale. Um, and everyone everyone went home for the parents. So they wouldn't have to pick the, wow. the kids up. Wow. <laughs> so oh, they my God. Yeah, um, which I thought was amazing. Just how I still see Seinfeld like ads for CBS or whatever network it aired on on buses in Chicago still. Um, just h- how iconic the show is. It's everywhere in Chicago, even Midwest. So um, it, re- it really is. It's so crazy because I, I never, I don't think about what it like meant for like the world and stuff. Cause I, I just grew up with it. Like that was it. Like it was just, I come downstairs in the morning and like Seinfeld's probably on TV. Mm-hmm. Was it was that your guys's experience? Was Seinfeld like an inevitable part of your childhood? Because for me, it definitely wasn't. I don't think either. Yeah, of my, my parents. My mom is uh is a, like a New York Jew from Long Island, and Seinfeld was like always something that she talked about a lot. And I think because at the time, you know, it was really the New York Jewish representation in the media. You know, like there there are definitely more representation now, like the marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. You know, um, but I think Seinfeld at the time was like, and especially you know tying it back to like people in this country that have like never met jews before like when they see seinfeld like they get a kind of like a sense of maybe like who we are what our culture is like in, in new york city you know what i mean and like and, and mm-hmm. just how they're in the united states and like i think seinfeld does actually a really good job of portraying it um and yeah like seinfeld was always referenced in my family and we watch it together all the time and it's like it, it's just a show that that i think it it has the best representation that i've seen so far in terms of portraying Jewish characters. I mean, a lot of satire that I've seen hasn't done such a good job of portraying Jewish characters as likable. And I think that Seinfeld and Curb like really yeah. do put that forward, um, that aspect forward that was missing from a lot of Jewish representation. And especially because like all these characters are horrible people in their own ways. Like not, I wouldn't call any character exactly. on Seinfeld like good people, but they're likable people. And like, we care about them even though the show has such a loose story, um, which I think is powerful. And we can get back to the, the, the Briss episode specifically if, if y'all want. But wait, Yeah, I just had yeah, one more thing just about like the likability aspect. Like I didn't even think about it like that, why it's so important because like what you guys were both saying is just like these Jewish characters, it's so good to see them completely embody Judaism be obnoxious, be loud, be talkative, be argumentative, be super complainy, just complaining about stuff um, and just embody these traits and still be popular and still be likable. Because I feel like a lot of times if you, we have Jewish characters, um, they have to give up some of their Jewishness in order to be seen in a favorable light by the show or movie or whatever they're in. Um, so it's nice that the characters in Seinfeld don't have to sacrifice any of that. Yeah, that that's a great point. Just the idea of them being un- unapologetically like Jewish and embracing that um, is super cool. And like, obviously, they're exaggerated. I am pretty much nothing like the characters in Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm pretty non-confrontational. Um, not all these things apply to me, but I'm just very happy that Seinfeld exists for that reason, to have that portrayal in a concrete media form and have it be the most popular show of all time, pretty much. The most popular sitcom of all time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just like watching, just watching the Briss episode. I also think another thing that came to mind was um, the way that the episode was kind of being used as a medium to almost commentate and critique on Jewish traditions. I thought it was interesting because in the episode. Jerry is pretty much like, yeah, it's a bris. I don't really understand what happens, but it's like something that we do. And Elaine is kind of on the same page as him. She's definitely a bit more lost in terms of what's going on, but she also has the responsibility Mm -hmm. of finding the moil, which is a big deal. And Kramer, the whole time in the background, is just like, it's it's terrible. I hate it. The bris is not morally right. Like he he just hates the concept. But none of the other characters stop to be like whoa this is our tradition like so, like they're just sort of like yeah that's kramer and i thought what did you guys think about that because so, i was it was like a little off-putting for me almost i thought that kramer's um critiques on the practice were extremely like valid and they should have been engaged mm-hmm. with a little more um and honestly like when the bris was happening seeing that rabbi the fact that kramer dove over the couch and grabbed the baby to be fair, I mean, <laughs> seeing the moil, I would too. <laughs> like, just like I would fear for that that child's safety. But um, I I thought it was interesting how, yeah, none of the characters, like Elaine, who isn't Jewish, was just like, yeah, that's just their tradition, um, and and it wasn't that idea wasn't really engaged with more. I, and I think that was intentional from Larry David because he did. I'm pretty sure he wrote this season. There was a Curb episode, sort of about. Uh, a similar topic where he was like a little not necessarily critical of the practice but just gave like an honest argument about it where both sides were represented i think to critique it like it's pretty valid from someone who's not used to something like that like to a foreign eye it could seem like cool or like weird because i don't know i I don't have a problem with it but i i understand his critique just like aiden said yeah, yeah, I think I that guess. Like, circumcision is also like it, it. I know definitely growing up and going to public school, like it was something that was like I was ridiculed over. Not so necessarily circumcision, but the the whole idea of a bris. You know what I mean? And and I think that Kramer's reaction kind of with deeper implications represents like maybe the non-Jewish reaction to the bris in some aspects, where it's like, oh my god, why are they doing that in front of everybody? Um, and I think that like you know it it is an important scene, and as much as it's like put used as a joke here like you know because to like comment on like kramer's witty character i think that it it does kind of embody a little bit of the reaction that uh of the the non-jewish perspective to a bris and like the like the nature of the bris in a sense of like seeing a baby get circumcised in front of a bunch of people you know and i think that that was like that scene was incredibly important to speak to to that aspect of it and george made um like an offhand comment oh it's for the baby's health um which is like, I mean, in the Torah, like it, it's not necessarily about health, um, but that that's sort of like a valid modern interpretation of circumcision. And like, there are a ton of non-Jewish people who decide to do that, or non-Jewish parents who decide to do that. And I think like I think the majority, actually, yeah, the majority. I I think like seventy percent in America. Now. Yeah, it's it's very common in America. So it's not, um, it's not as like barbaric as kramer makes it seem but i'm glad that kramer's mm-hmm. character is in the show to provide that um that character that i guess that argument um but yeah i, I would have wished it was engaged with more but kramer is just such a fool 
he's like the prototypical fool, especially with the whole pig Ben side. We haven't oh my god! We haven't yeah, even yeah. touched about that. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the show. So uh, I don't know how it relates to anything, but it was. It, yeah, it doesn't relate to Judaism at all. But like twenty minutes of this twenty-one minute episode was basically dedicated to Kramer. Um, saving this man he found in the wrong room of a hospital who looked like a quote pig person um, it, it turned out that he was just a, a short mental patient I think it was, he was described as um, oh my god yeah that whole part I, I don't know if you want to comment on that but it was important oh, to bring out. I was just ridiculous but I think it's sort of for me as somebody who like I'm vaguely familiar with Seinfeld and the character dynamics just from having it in the background of my mind. But when I was watching the actual show, because I think like Kramer sort of starts with the the critique of the bris. The critique is like a really generous word, like more like his like in crazy ramblings. But he sort of starts with that and the characters didn't pay him any mind. And I was a little like, huh. And then seeing the way that he freaks out about the pig man um it kind of just provided a context for the way that he's treated in the show both by the other characters and by the writers where it's just that's just kramer being crazy like he's just he's into the conspiracies he's kind of out of his mind just a little bit um so the pigman part kind of helped me understand his character a lot better and then uh -huh. when he was going on about the bris and causing all of these antics and everybody else was just like huh I was like, yeah, if I knew, if I had somebody in my life that was, that acted like that and saw the world like that, if they were like, the Briss is evil, I'd probably be like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, you're crazy. Yeah. Like the crazy uncle or something at the dinner table or I don't know. Oh my God. Exactly. The, the conspiracy theory uncle is definitely yeah. Kramer, but. Hasn't he been um, in trouble? As of late, um, canceled the, the actor. Bad things. Yeah, yeah the actor. Something Richards, Michael Richards. That sounds right. Yeah, um, it seems like in real life he might be pretty similar to the the character. Yeah. Um. Oh, I mean, geez. he he portrays Kramer excellently, just in yeah. the mannerisms, facial expressions, line delivery, everything about this guy just screams like crazy and interesting. Yeah. Um. And I mean, I don't know about the person directly. I, I won't speak on that, but he's very fun to watch on TV. Yeah, I think he had his own uh, couple of issues outside of um, the show. But I think, yeah, in the show, he, he does a really good job of kind of portraying like the loony, you know, crazy guy that that is always there and is lovable. You know what I mean? But it's like like him diving and grabbing the baby was like no surprise to anybody. You know what I yeah. mean? Because like that's that's so Kramer of him to do that. Uh -huh. You know. And I even like, and then like walking in the wrong room, and then like misinterpreting it, someone as a, a pig man. Like that's just that's just Kramer, you know. And that's how that's how we see it. And it's like so him even grabbing the baby to me wasn't even like offensive. It was just like, oh, there's Kramer ruining a beautiful ceremony. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also just the the like anxiety buildup of the bris in general, Kramer's opinions on it, and then seeing the Moyle um, just being this absolute kook um like made him literally terrified that he was gonna do something to the baby so it made sense oh my god motivationally yeah. and jerry was too i mean he said that jerry flinched um because this guy was like shaking in front of him with with like a tool um and he he sliced jerry's finger finger off i think or part of his finger off 
Yeah, that was funny. I, I and then they're just. It was so funny the way that the episode like comes to a close, like after the breast, like when they're in the car, and like. There, Jerry's like they cut my finger off, and they were like the bris is ruined, and then they were like, wait, what happened to the parents? And then they were like, the baby's fine, everyone else is fine, but my finger, come on, like he the, cut the tip of my finger off. That was yeah, so and, Jewish. And they were like so about funny. to get in a fist fight in the hospital, um, that the family had to break up, which I I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Like, and just all the while. Costanza is still like, wait, guys, there's a beautiful parking spot. He just cares about his car and how a person a person fell on it and it's going to cost him a lot of money, which is, again, it's a Jewish stereotype. Um, yeah. <laughs> sort of like not, necess- not necessarily worried about the person who very literally fell from a building on his car. Um, he's worried about the damage it did to his car and getting getting a rate from his insurance company. Yeah, this is, that's also something that I guess reminds me, um, just to take us back to Schitt's Creek for a minute. Sure. Um, Like just, you know, obviously we know the stereotype of Jewish people and their money exists. We know how harmful it can be. We know how Jews love to poke fun at it. Um, And because in Schitt's Creek, like just a huge part of the show is the fact that they were an incredibly wealthy family that lost everything. Um, I do appreciate that when they talk about like how they lost their wealth, like they never poke it's it's they never mention Judaism in mm-hmm. that respect. Um, but the characters still just entirely in their personalities and their mannerisms and the way that the show is created by two Jewish men and the two of the main four characters are Jewish men. Like they they still embody that Seinfeld esque like Jewish worry about things like money and also just like in complaining in general. And I think both shows, just the characters, again, culturally Jewish, like just very, very embody, embody that. Sorry. And yeah, no, just to, to ground the discussion a little more. Um, and this, this was a note that you wrote, but like Jewish characters who culturally embody Judaism rather than religiously embody Judaism. And I, I think that happens in both the shows. Um, like some of those characters like seem Jewish to me, even though they're like actively at a Christmas celebration, just because culturally being Jewish is different than like religiously being Jewish. And you can be a Jew regardless of, I guess, your religious background. Um, and people, people who are Jewish come from all walks of life. And like at the Olami internship, I've sort of been seeing that, like I'm talking to people on the West coast, East coast. Some people are even in Israel and they all sort of have different experiences with the religion and with Judaism in general as like a cultural trait. Absolutely. Like I love, love connecting with y'all and just seeing what your upbringing has been like and seeing the ways that you express your Judaism. Cause I feel like just for me personally, like I was raised in with like one parent who was very religiously Jewish and then the other parent who was very culturally Jewish. And it just sort of leaves me in a bit of a weird spot because um, I'm not sure where my Judaism falls. But I like I, re- like I really like being in the internship and talking to everybody and just being able to connect with Ju- my my Jewish faith on my own terms, which has been really fun. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree uh, with that. One more thing. Um, do you guys think that, like, 
the portrayal of say like Larry David or Seinfeld as like the classic Jewish stereotypes, like a penny pincher or something like that. Do you think there's a negative sentiment around that? Like, do you think that's a bad idea? I know you just touched on that, Isabel, but um, if we wanted to dive in further, if that if that's actually a bad thing or a positive thing, I think I think that, that the way that Larry David actually plays off that a lot, uh, in the sense that like in Curb Your Enthusiasm, like he is like you know very wealthy uh-huh. um and he's portrayed as such but he does like get into arguments over money and he makes big deals about like um you know not getting the right change back or like you know what i mean like having to spend money that he doesn't want to spend and i think that 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 is one of our more harmful stereotypes as we touched on before but i i think that jerry and larry's um ability to make to poke fun at it at, to make fun of themselves essentially in a way where it's like charming for the audience without kind of completely ripping on Jews is, is very strategic of them because you also, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but there's, you know, a like many, you know, terrible portrayals in my opinion of, of Jews in the media. And one such is like the, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen family guy, but like, you know, Mort Goldman is just oh, like yeah. Most oh, yeah, yeah. obnoxious yeah. stereotypical Jew. And like, he's, you know, he's given a raspy voice and he's not athletic and he's like, uh, all he cares about is money and i think that like that kind of portrayal is incredibly harmful but when you're able to kind of play off the stereotype in a way that it's satirical but not offensive it's it's actually very um it does kind of help a little bit and i think that that um seinfeld and curb your enthusiasm are able to do that where it's like you know we can poke fun at and at uh jews having money but not in the sense where it's going to create any like further misconceptions about Jews or, or any hatred towards Jews. And I think that they, they walk that, that, that thin line very well. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Joshua. I think they do a really good job at, at navigating Jewish stereotypes and sort of poking fun at them while not completely validating them uh, and allowing more anti-Semitism to, to spread. Uh, I think Seinfeld's done a lot more good than harm when it comes to anti-Semitism. Although people with yeah. anti-Semitic beliefs will believe what they believe about Jews, regardless of the TV they watch. Right. And it, it will just, it would, re- it would reinforce it for them rather than kind of dissuade them. But I think that it, it is better than like, like I said, like if all Jewish representation was Mort Goldman or Mort Goldman from um, Family Guy, then, it, you know, it would be like really, it, we wouldn't have a really good perspective, like coming from the non-Jews for especially, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In that sense. Yeah, I think just in general, like Jewish stereotyping is something that we see so prevalently in media. And I guess when it comes to shows like Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm or in shows like Schitt's Creek, like where they play upon Jewish stereotypes, it's okay, especially because it's coming from Jewish writers and it's coming from Jewish creators. Um, And I'm somebody I love a good satire. Um, Like, I remember recently... (laughs) Okay, I like South Park is something that like my my older brother really likes watching and I'll like watch episodes with him sometimes because he very much so loves that sense of over the top offensive humor. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was like, you have to watch the episodes where they make fun of Jewish people. They're so funny. And me, my family, we sat down and we were like, all right, let's let's get let's get into this critique. Um, And we watched the Briss episode of South Park, which is like when it's in the first season, I'm pretty sure. And, like, there's literally a part where they zoom in on the Jewish parents and they have, like, horns and tails and, like, scissors and knives. And they're like, hee hee hee, we're going to circumcise you. And it's like, 
it's a really nasty depiction and they spend the rest of the episode they don't know what circumcision is but they spend the rest of the episode trying to save one of the only the only jewish characters little brother from getting circumcised yeah and Um, south park makes fun of like south park makes fun of jews a lot but um, all the time the the creators of south park and like one of the main jokes is like one of the main character kyle is like a jew and and i watched an episode where um for for like a jewish um film studies class where the character cartman like sees the film passion of the christ and convinces the entire town of south park to join like like basically like a nazi group to march that is literally my brother's favorite episode no and Um, it's a great episode it's so funny it's so funny and the creators of south park are jewish um that's what i thought just to just to i don't know Parker are they? Or something. Yeah, Matt they Stone are. and Trey Parker. I think Matt Stone and Trey Parker are both Jewish. Definitely I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. Actively religious, but I think it came from Jewish people. I think it's just Matt Stone. I think Trey Parker isn't. Oh. Um, but they make yeah. fun of they make fun of everybody. I just I I'm because yeah, they, when they I watched this episode, I was like, this is so messed up. I want to see if anybody who made this episode is Jewish. Um. Cause that's just something of like concern to me. So I guess just to bring back to what we were talking about when it comes to like Jewish stereotypes in media, regardless of how insane and crazy they are. Like if you're showing Jewish people with horns and tails versus if you just have a Jewish character, who's a little frugal with their spending. Uh-huh. Um, I think it just, it's important to know who is creating that stereotype and who's like writing it. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Shiva baby, which um no. it's really good and it just came it came out pretty recently i think it was like 2021 um and it's just it's about a shiva and it's about like a girl who goes home for a shiva uh and it's crazy lots of stereotypes involved and most of, like the writer's team is jewish the director is jewish it's a very jewish team but the main character who plays this jewish girl she's not the actress herself isn't jewish and i was kind of upset with this because i was like I don't like that she's playing this Jewish character so well and I'm like relating to her, but I know that the actress like is just playing the part. And I, it felt a little off to me, but I also was like, she's writing a part. She was casted by an entirely Jewish team. Yeah. Um, and that's a really so when it comes topic, to, uh, like Yeah, around... when it comes to just yeah. these stereotypes, I think it's super important to know who they're coming from. Cause if a Jewish person is putting them out, we're just, we love making fun of ourselves. Definitely. And I, I think going back to, to Curb and Seinfeld and even Schitt's Creek, it's sort of like an example of making fun of those qualities while not becoming those qualities. Everyone in Seinfeld is, and Curb, like Larry David is the most human human being of all time in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Just seeing him um, like being so emotional about everything. Um, like he, he's such a he's such a Jewish man um Mm -hmm. like as a human being and i i think even though in that show he's a terrible person and i don't envy larry david in the slightest um it's still like an interesting and engaging portrayal without um sort of spreading those stereotypes in the way that family guy in south park certainly could do because the show is basically they're about they feed off those stereotypes Mm mm-hmm they make fun of everyone as well yeah. i like how joshua said i think he said the word charming to describe like how they um perpetuate those stereotypes they do it in like charming way as opposed to 
um, like negative, like antagonistic sentiment. Um, so I think that was a really good way to describe it. Yeah. Well, this has been a really interesting and fun conversation so far. Um, yeah. If, if we wanted to get to more of like a, a recap to just go over some key points, what we think about the episodes as a whole, what we think about Jewish representation in media from what we've seen. I don't know if anyone wants to jump on that. It's kind of a big topic. I was going to say, can we each say like one little point that we appreciated from this discussion? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I, I'm a little bit biased because Schitt's Creek is one of my favorite shows. I like the Schitt's Creek discussion and I just, I really enjoyed hearing you guys discuss your Jewish faith and how you saw it represented or not represented in Schitt's Creek. Um, especially uh, those of you who are like from mixed faith families, because um, that's just a perspective that I don't have in my life. So I was really appreciative of that. Isabel, I like how you said um, it's like internship in general has let you like reconnect with your um, Jewish faith and like identity. Um, for me, as someone who like kind of lost um, like almost all elements of like uh, religion in my life, like this has let me like reconnect with like i don't know my heritage i don't know it's mm -hmm. very interesting yeah i i think seeing representations of jews in media makes me feel a little less alone in being jewish especially at olami um in my life i have never seen this many jews like even exist um although i was from like a pretty jewish neighborhood i immediately moved to philly and then moved to chicago these cities have Jews, but I, I don't see them. And for a lot of people, I'm like the only Jewish person that they know, or maybe they have one other Jewish friend. So it's nice to see in these TV shows that like, I have someone I can relate to um, in that aspect. Yeah, and I definitely, one key takeaway that I, I like that we discussed uh, was just, I guess, about like general representation in the media. Because I feel like it isn't really talked enough about, you know, and I one I think I like um, that you said as well was like I, that I related to a lot was like uh, when we were kids, you know, we were watching TV shows and they had all these holiday specials, you know, and Christmas specials. And it was just like I remember me and my family used to turn the television off. We would get so sick of like repeats of like Elf and Grandma got run over by a reindeer oh. and all that stuff. And there was just never like it was so Christmassy that like my parents would just be like, all right, enough. Like I can't even have the TV on. And I think that, you know, as we, you know, get older and watch more mature shows, I like that there are shows that can talk about, like, our faith in, in, in a way that's not, like, incredibly derogatory or, like, really stereotypical. And I think that I really implore, you know, non-Jewish people to watch Seinfeld and, and Curb Your Enthusiasm, and not just because it's funny and very well written, but because it kind of gives a sense of, like, this is, you know, our culture and this is, like, this is how we make jokes about ourselves and about everyone else. And this is like how, you know, how we engage in banter and all that stuff. And I think that that it's really important for making our image in the media better. And I know that, you know, new shows are coming out and there's a lot more Jewish characters and they're given a little bit more development rather than just like pure stereotype. And I would love to see the direction that heads in and see if it like mimics Seinfeld and Kirby enthusiasm or it goes in a different direction. But either way, I feel like, there is a step being made towards more inclusivity and more like well-roundedness of Jewish characters in the media than there like has been previously. So I'm glad that we were able to talk about like these two episodes in general, because I think they are really important for identifying like, okay, what works well when it comes to representation and like what could maybe like 
uh, producers and writers focus on for future episodes. Yeah, and it, it was great to hear mm-hmm. everyone's perspective on this, especially um, I liked Isabel's point of her friend from, you said Baton Rouge, Louisiana, who had never met yeah. another Jewish person but loved Curb and Seinfeld and then immediately um, fit in with your with your um, prototypical New York Jewish parents. Uh, I think that's wonderful. So I, I definitely appreciate Joshua's point to implore non-Jews to consume this media and gain exposure to this this culture that exists in america absolutely message message of the entire show watch seinfeld yeah and you don't even like seinfeld so that's (laughs) a big deal but i can appreciate it yeah definitely definitely um so i think that has been our first episode of bagels and locks thank you so much for listening on this thank you for two yeah um we talked about the Honor Israel's Fallen initiative. You can go to honorisraelsfallen.com right now and honor a fallen soldier um, with prayers, tzedakah, or good deeds. We also talked about episode th- episode 13, season 4 of Schitt's Creek, and um, episode 5, season 5 of Seinfeld. Thank you so much for listening. Hey. Thanks, Until everyone. Next time.